Welcome back to the Midlife Muscle Podcast. I'm your host, Joey Atlas, and today we've got Dr. D joining us for a great interview. Thanks for coming in, Dr. You D. bet, Joey. Thanks Appreciate for inviting me. Yeah, total pleasure. And for context, Dr. D's, is it better other half? Uh, Catherine, yes. Catherine is behind the scenes. She's in our viewing audience back there. In case you see us gesturing, that's what we're gesturing at. Um, she might actually be a future guest. We'll find out today. So, Dr. D, again, thank you for making the time to this, for this. Dr. D is a doctor of chiropractic. Is that mm -hmm. the official term we go by? Correct, yep. All right. So, most of uh, my audience and clients, they know I'm very cautious when it comes to chiropractors. <clears throat> for example, if I'm coaching somebody long distance uh, and they, the dog pulls them the wrong way and they wrench their back or they're lifting up cases of water, they wrench their back. Like, I, I think I need to go to a chiropractor. Okay, fine. Let me help you look first. Check the reviews. Try to check references. Call them myself to see if they're like in the zone of competence that is required for your lifestyle. So I'm very cautious. And uh, you and I, we started talking in the gym. And in the first few conversations, I knew like this is, this is a chiropractor I would go to and refer people to. Mm -hmm. And so once the idea for the podcast came around, I was like, yeah, I want to get him on there. He'd be a great guest. So thank you again. Of course. Uh, for starters, can you give us just a casual three to five sentence summary of who Rob is? Yeah. So, you know, my life has been pretty much in sports and athletics. And I had, when I was 15, fractured a bird of my neck and you know, didn't know what to do. The medical doctors couldn't pump me full of meds. And finally, my mom sent me to a chiropractor and uh, he changed my life. I mean, I, I was just amazed at what he was able to do with just his hands. Now, obviously, after he'll know, I still couldn't hardly move my neck. Mm -hmm. And uh, he worked with me and within three or four adjustments. I was a new man and he was into athletics himself, uh, like some, you know, worked out very active. And I said, that's what I want to do. Mm -hmm. And I was 15. So pretty much since I was 15, devoted my life to be a chiropractor. I ended up playing college football and was in athletics. And then I got into bodybuilding afterwards. Okay. And, uh, and I just love the whole philosophy of chiropractic. Um, and I really enjoy being able to help patients where other things, they couldn't help them, you know, right. obviously with their hands, you right. know, with no right. side effects of medications and mm -hmm. things like that. The philosophy is there that I really truly believe in and uh, the benefits are there. I mean, I see patients that, you know, on their last hope and uh, really changes their lives, yeah. you know. Understood. Mm -hmm. I've heard a lot of good things about you. Like mm -hmm. my ears are always open. I'm just very perceptive that way. And so in the gym, I hear people mention your name or, hey, just go see Dr. D. Um, there's another incident of that outside the gym, which I'll tell you about. Mm -hmm. So Dr. Chiropractic, because of your own experience when you were younger, hurt, <clears throat> chiropractic help, helped you big time. Mm -hmm. You became interested in the profession yourself. Mm -hmm. uh, you're married, kids, how many? Yeah, so I am married uh, and I got uh, three kids, uh, two boys and a girl. My oldest is 22 and youngest is 12 so okay uh, yeah i met colin i met dominic yesterday mm -hmm. and marissa's my daughter who hasn't been in the gym <laughs> my yet. sister's name is marissa really? so remember remember yesterday i told yeah. dominic that's my brother's name wow and something was saying i i bet you there's a marissa in the family too. are you serious i'm serious wow. 
Whew, so yeah. good. Marissa and Dominic. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. I uh, love it. Kids. Good names. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right. So, so we, we've got the snapshot uh, summary of who you are right now in life. Let's go, let's go back to your childhood. You played sports, um, had the injury when you were 15, college sports. When did, so where were you born and, and raised? So I was born and raised in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Okay. Um, and, you know, my father was born in Italy and they migrated to Pittsburgh for the steel mills. You know, that right. was the old days back when the steel mills. And I, so I was raised pretty much blue collar, you right. know, uh, from nothing to, and I watched my dad succeed into a lot of things. And then when I was in high school, moved to Southern New Jersey and I finished my high school years there. And then that's when I went to Trenton State College, okay. which is now called College New Jersey and played football there. And then after that, I went to chiropractic school in Atlanta, mm. you know, and that's another four and a half years of school. So I was a pre-med major in, as my undergraduate, four and a half years there, then four and a half years of chiropractic school, graduated from Life University in Atlanta, which oh, at nice. that time was the biggest chiropractic school in the world. Mm. And, um, you know, after football, I was like, what do I do? You know, I'm a competitor, loved it. And I always worked out, you know, since I was 15, 14, actually, and uh, ended up getting into bodybuilding after, you know, collegiate sports, because, you know, instead of trying to stay big and bulky, you get a little bit leaner, right. you know, and I had all that frame from working out all those years. So I ended up going into bodybuilding, I ended up uh, building three gyms, actually three really uh, at the time was called world gyms, which is now the gym jacks, right, and two other world gyms in Jacksonville. And, you know, owned them for about 15 years. And, and that started up my own clinic, obviously, at that mm -hmm. time. Now it's 26 years in practice. Right. And uh, I ended up, I won uh, 14 bodybuilding shows and got my pro card in classic physique. Nice. And, you know, nowadays, the old days was just bodybuilders, right. you know, where they just only had one category. Right. Now they have three categories. You know, they have what's called bodybuilders classic physique and then just a physique physique right. is where the guys wear board shorts they yep. don't train the legs classic physique the good thing about that is if you're a certain height you can only be a certain weight mm -hmm. so guys can't come in and do you know a bunch of steroids and then right. you know blow out their competition right. you know so if you come over that weight then you have to be a bodybuilder so i right. did classic physique and i uh, did masters and then um when i uh two years ago got my um uh, pro card after winning, I think, 14 shows locally right. and then did one pro show in Puerto Rico, won that first place and then retired. So nice. still, it's a lifestyle for me, though. You yeah. Know, retired. Not, in a, uh, yeah. You know, I <laughs> Rob's not really retired, though. Yeah. He trains yeah. hard every day. Catherine's in the gym. I see her quite often. You guys are training together sometimes. You're yeah. putting in the work. It's a lifestyle for us. Right. It really is. You know, it's just, there's no other questions like brushing your teeth. Right. You know, I wake up five in the morning, do my cardio 45 minutes and then eat breakfast. And then, you know, at lunchtime I'll, we'll work out and do about an hour, hour and a half of weights. Right. Um, and then bed at eight 30. Yeah. So. Nice. Mm -hmm. I like it. All right. We're going to, we're going to go a little deeper into some of these details. Mm -hmm. So that was your start into fitness. Um, when you opened the gyms, did did you personally open them as so, a gym owner or like combo chiropractic? So what I did, I never wanted to have a chiropractic clinic inside a gym. You know, mm -hmm. that would intimidate people from coming in. So when we started the first world gym, I was like, I want to have my office right next door. Mm -hmm. So I built the facility. You know, it was 
38,000 square foot mm. health club and then had my office right next door so that, you know, people didn't feel intimidated going inside right. a gym to go to see the chiropractor. Right. Um, so the gym, very successful. I mean, uh, I'll never forget opening it. I mean, we had put a lot of money, a lot of effort into it. And it was a dream of mine, you know, it mm -hmm. was, uh, you know, even in chiropractic school, I wanted to have my own gym right. and have my chiropractic clinic. And, it, and it's something that was very fulfilling mm -hmm. and, and it was very successful. So the nice thing about that, my practice kind of gravitated more towards fitness injuries mm -hmm. and sports injuries because everybody was, they knew right. me as, hey, if you're hurt, go right next door. Right. If you got any ailment, ailment, then you can see the chiropractor right next door, which is very convenient for them. Right. So. And then we opened two other gyms and I uh, was very successful with that uh, while I kept my one you know, local practice. Right. Was there any partnership with Vince and Bev? So yeah, so we had actually two partners. The owner of the building was the Solomons and they, uh, Doug Solomon and George Solomon. They were one of the partners and then Vince was, uh, uh, he was the sweat equity and, and I was the third partner. Okay. So we ended up having three partners and then Vince had sold out and then we, it was just me and the Solomons. And mm -hmm. then uh, later on, years later, Vince came back and bought us all out. So which wow. I sold my interest in the gym and had still my, obviously my chiropractic clinic next door and thankfully have a good relationship with the next door still yeah. to this day. Right. Right. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, so I'm going to dial back a little bit. This, this building you're seeing us in where I have this studio set up, uh, it's a multi-purpose building, all different kinds of businesses, different sizes, different office spaces, flex spaces. This used to be a retrofit owned by David Garrard, former right. quarterback of the Jaguars. And then it became this at some point. Um, so downstairs, you saw Mike at the front desk. Yes. You saw Keeley. I think it was early last week I was at the front desk, giving them the times I'd be using the space here. Um, and there's a gentleman named Nate. He's a steel worker, former military guy with a long beard. Okay. Um, and I was talking with Mike and Keeley. Nate was off to the side talking with somebody else. And Nate's like, yeah, just go see Dr. D. <laughs> Is that the same Dr. D, Robert D. Vincent Is it Vincentis or Vincentis? Yeah. Vincentis. Mm -hmm. He says, yeah, he's like, that's my guy. I've got all kinds of stuff. And yeah, super guy. Rob's my guy. Nate's great. Yes. Uh, we've spoken a bunch of times um, regarding some, some possible steel work I might need done. But I spoke very highly of you, and and uh, every time I hear something about you, it's all positive. Well, you know, you know, my goal when I came into chiropractic, I saw in the profession that there was a lot of, you know, people that did it for the wrong reasons. You know, instead of looking for helping somebody and truly loving the profession, they were looking to make money. You right. Know? And so my job was always like, you know, if you have the giving hand and you're going to help and just serve do the right you know, thing this is going to come you yep. know no matter what and that's always been my philosophy you know i like to sleep and i have a conscience my wife will tell you so like i amen you know it's kind of crazy but it's a it's it's the right way and yep. you know in jacksonville when i came here 27 years ago it was a really a growing town and it's really exploded but it was a small little town to where yeah. You could ruin yourself if right. you did things wrong, you know, yeah, and, but if you did things fast. right, you know, you were, right. you Same could thing. do very well. And, and, and I've been, you know, I've been lucky. I, I, I've met the right people, but again, it comes down to treating people right. Yeah. You know, if I can't help somebody, I'm going to tell them, you yeah. know what I mean? And if I can't help them, I'm going to fix them the least amount of visits, quickest amount right. of time, and hopefully have wonderful results with them. That's why you're on here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's a lot who will never make it on here, no, exactly. but you're here for a reason. 
I believe we all cross paths for a reason. I, I believe God guides our steps in certain ways in life. Mm -hmm. um, and the first time we started speaking, it's because I saw you and your son, 12 years old, Colin, right? Mm -hmm. You guys were training. And I was like, I saw me and my dad like way back when. That's how I got into it. And so I just started talking with you guys, just letting you know I appreciate what I'm seeing as bringing back memories. And I love the example you're setting, mm -hmm. like you guys for the, the way you live your lifestyle and the way the kids are picking it up. Yeah, it is um, priceless. So, um, and then from there, you know, other conversations unfolded and mm -hmm. I could tell right away that our philosophies are very much aligned and the way we see the gift of life and how we're supposed to take care of it. Mm -hmm. nurture it, get the most out of it, and be the example for others around us. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, everybody goes downhill fast. Agreed. So, all right. Um, in, in terms, of, we're, and by the way, stay tuned because at the end, Dr. D is going to nominate a future guest. I don't know who it's going to be. Uh, he's got a big question for me, right? Mm -hmm, he got sure. a good question for me. <laughs> And we're going to share Dr. D's social pages and website where you can go connect with him. Even if you're long distance, you could just keep an eye on what he's doing. Check out his Instagram. If you're local, you could definitely check out the website, see what services they offer and how he might be able to help you. Um, let's go. Let's go into your training routine. What does what does a week of your training generally look like? What's the framework overview? Yeah pretty crazy. It's monotonous and it's very, uh, scheduled as my wife would say, but, uh, it's the same thing each week, uh, wake up at 5 AM and I'll do, uh, we'll go to the, um, gym in our complex and just do cardio, 40 minutes of cardio, cardio every morning. Yep. Every morning, empty stomach. You know, the idea with that, the old adage is, you know, you're going to dip into your fat stores a lot quicker when you do cardio on empty stomach. Yeah. Fasted cardio in the morning. Yep. So then, typically same kind of cardio. Yeah. I like, I don't run because it's hard on your joints. Yeah. I don't recommend running, you know, right. anybody really, it eventually takes its toll. Mm -hmm. So I do stationary bike, believe it or not, and crank up, you know, the intensity pretty good. So the legs are pumping. As long as your heart rate gets up to 120, right. you know, you're, you're in that fat burning zone and cardio zone. And then I'll do about 30 minutes of, uh, of a stationary bike and then finish off 10 minutes of um, uh, uh, walking on a treadmill and then I'll stretch about 10, 15 minutes and then go home three quarters of a cup of oatmeal, you know, two right. scoops of protein powder, you know, my vitamins in the morning and then, multivitamins. Uh, yep. So I, I do, you know, a whole source, you know, I usually do vitamin D, C mm -hmm. uh, as always. And then other things as needed, but pretty much uh, that oatmeal, three quarters of a cup with the protein powder and then get ready for work, mm -hmm. you know, and then I'll, prepare my meals the night before I still prep, you know, because going out to eat, it's, uh, right, yeah. So I don't want, I, I, I want to go deeper into the yeah. food stuff, but what does your, your, like your actual fitness training look like? So it's an overview. Yeah. Framework? So basically then I'll work in the morning from eight 30 to about 1130. I'm in the gym at noon until about one 30 right. and then back in the office, you know, two 30 okay. for the rest of the day. And how does, what's your body part split look like? So the weight training is at noon and usually I, I do, you know, it doesn't very much. So I have the set workout on Mondays. I'll do legs. Mm -hmm. You know, get it out of the way. Right. Make sure we don't skip it. You yeah. know, you can't be a martini <laughs> glass or a light bulb. That's so, right. You know, you got to train legs. Legs are important. Amen. And, you know, without that, your body foundation grow. exactly like, just carry you around for life. Yep. So we train legs on Mondays. On Tuesdays, I'll do arms. Wednesday, shoulders. Thursdays, I'm doing chest. Friday, back. 
And then Saturday's my bonus day. I'll go in and just touch up on certain things if I right. want to or right. take off. Mm -hmm. Okay. Sunday's definitely off? Sunday's off, yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Nice. Cardio still, though. Yeah, yeah. I got you. <laughs> Love it. Um, I'm supposing the active family you guys are like you might do beach walks nature hikes bike rides oh i'll tell you everything we do our hobbies are pretty much activity okay. whether it's scuba diving yeah. snorkeling you know hiking yeah. biking whatever right, right. so we, we're outdoorsy people i don't like to be stuck in understood inside, you know. <laughs> i get it you guys ever been to the baldwin trail with, the, with your bikes is it uh it's, it's like wet a little bit west west side no we haven't okay yeah. it's really cool like we were there a few weeks ago took my father 75 oh. Uh, on his bike, it's uh, it's like 12 or 14 miles one way, 12 or 14 back. Nice. But you could park at the halfway point and kind of do a halfway kind of thing. Nice. It's old rail. It's an old railroad track heading east to west, west to east, fully paved. No wow. more railroad. No cars. No That's no vehicles. Nice. Just electric bikes, bikes, rollerblades, skateboards. People walking dogs. Very awesome. Nice. Yeah, we'll have to try that. Yeah. And we'll talk more about it mm -hmm. if you want, if you forget, but definitely worth at least one trip there. And for sure, if the weather's decent, it's, it's, it's a day of mm -hmm. peace well spent. Okay. So let's go into the nutritional, uh, what does what a day in your life of nutrition look like? Sample day. Yeah. So nutrition, that's probably, you know, like I tell everybody, all my patients too, 70% at least, yep. you know, so we, in general, we, I try to stay away from processed foods, mm -hmm. sugars, of course, um, but it's pretty uh, regimented. And it, it, for some people, it's it's a lot, but for me, I liked it because what I do is is I'll prep my meals and literally, I, I'm for years weighed my food because I competed, but mm -hmm. now I can kind of visually right. see and know how much is there. So I, I'll do my carbohydrate sources are, are uh, potatoes, brown rice, and oatmeal. The oatmeal's in the morning with a protein powder. And then about every three, three and a half hours, I'm eating again, you know, 40 net grams of protein and about 50 net grams of carbohydrates. And Each then, meal. Yes. And then your uh, your vegetables, you know, your, your fibrous carbs, broccoli, cauliflower, mm. squash, lettuce, cabbage, as mm -hmm. much as you can eat with each meal of that. Right. So, right. And then every three and a half hours repeat. Um, towards the evening, you know, watch my starches, less starches in the evening. Right. Now, um, those are almost, you know, bodybuilding style yeah. work, you know, um, um, meals. So what we do is and during the week, we'll eat rock solid and try mm -hmm. to really maintain that regimen. And then on the weekend, we'll go out to eat, you know, for us, cheating is a piece of bread, right. you know, or a small, we'll split a dessert, you know, but yeah. that's plenty for us, you yeah. know. I don't like, you know, just don't like the way i feel after when you eat so clean for so long yeah. and you go back to eating that way you know you 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 forget right and, and then a lot of people and that's the problem is they don't know what it's like to feel truly good right and when they do it's like wow yeah. this is how i could feel you know people complain about being tired and sick all the time uh nutrition's you know probably a big part of it so right you know, the processed foods that are out the american diet is, is just it's they atrocious. don't realize how bloated they are oh, yeah. how, how mentally foggy they are Exactly. until they experience the other side good clean eating yes. it, it's it changes your mind and your body you know everything, everything so and i can't go back because right. how could you go for so many years feeling good to feeling lousy after you just right can't, so. and and the health risk you're putting yourself at if you do go exactly the way most you know, people are going right i want to be 70s and, and living amen <laughs> you know, so. yeah <laughs> life is just beginning in our 50s here exactly which which reminds me i think we're you're going to be 54 soon. I'm um, 53. Turn just turned 53, so next year 54. Yep. Okay, same. Uh, I'll be 54 in March. Yeah, and I honestly, I can say I probably feel 
more energetic. Oh, I feel like I'm in my mid thirties. Yeah, I and do. I, and I don't feel not even just saying it. Yeah. I, I don't think that number's real, but <laughs> no, I mean, for, you know, the, I think we take for granted how great we do feel We're like, Oh yeah. I mean, I'm, you know, I, I do my training, I do my nutrition and take my supplements. I get good enough sleep. Um, this is how we're supposed to feel. Exactly. But, 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 but you know, again, taking it for granted, most of the other people out there, especially in our age range and up, they don't feel this way. Right, exactly. They're hurting. And they think that it's it's unattainable, you know, right. but I, I, and I disagree. I mean, really think if you can clean up your diet, it's never too late. You know, you can change your life literally, you know, I mean, fully within even six months to a oh, year. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, you know, I think one of the things people suffer from is pure overwhelm. You know, we went to school for a lot of this stuff. It was a natural part of our lives. Mm -hmm. We had a a genuine self-interest in it. Mm -hmm. So we'd go seek information, right? And, and we were able to discern what was, we probably had enough people in our surroundings who could like help us discern what was good, what was not good information. Mm -hmm. Most people in, out there in public don't have any kind of way to discern, mm -hmm. right? And so you see all the ads on the internet, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, even the TV, if you still watch it people are bombarded with all kinds of crazy things, right? And right. so, and they, they'll open up. Yeah, I was trying keto and then I was trying the zero carb and then I was doing these six week hit program and I tore my shoulder and, mm -hmm. you know, it's like they're just pinballing out there, right. right? And so the frustration is easy to see that it's probably gonna be the thing that makes them not do anything when they're so frustrated, confused and, and down on everything they've tried. Like I thought it was supposed to work. The marketing was great. You know, right, testimonials, exactly. maybe they were fake now that I look back on it. Yeah, you know, a lot of people look for a quick fix or something new, innovative, but, you know, you're not reinventing the wheel. No, it's, it's I mean, nutrition. it's obvious that a lot of us already know the answer. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you come into the gym and you look around, like a lot of people are in shape here. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, all different kinds of shapes, but good shape, right? right? Everybody has their own body type, their own size, weight, mm -hmm. uh, body composition. But you can say, okay, a lot of these people have it figured out. Right? They're here putting in the work. They probably eat decently. Mm -hmm. And that's that's 90% of your answer right there. Exactly. Right? That's the kind of gym we tried to have too. That, you know, that healthy lifestyle instead of having pizza parties on Friday at a gym. You know, <laughs> it's, it just it doesn't make sense. So. Right. I uh, love it. Um, yeah, that's another story. Mm -hmm. So, okay. that's So in terms of the nutrition um, framework, how do you guys do handle you like your food shopping? Where do you go? How so, often? Yeah, we just move. So we, you know, normally go to Publix. That's our, our but we go to Sprouts now, which mm. I discovered, you know, last year. And it's just, we love it there because That's a great place. organics that yeah. are there are, are, are quite economical. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm amazed that their fruits and vegetables are organic. I mean, it's half the price. So on some of them that are in public. So right. been really happy that because we about, I would say five or six years ago, we decided to go full organic, you know, because, uh, especially on the, on the vegetables and everything, because it, it, it does make a difference and it yes. makes a difference in taste too. Oh yeah. Nutrient taste, level, texture. Taste. Yep. Mm -hmm. And the more we learn, the more we realize that how harmful the chemicals that are on the foods, you know, that are out there. So we try to really right. do everything organic. A lot, and a lot of people say, oh, well, I'm going to peel this so I don't have to get this one organic because yeah. I'm peeling it. No. Mm -hmm. That thing grew in chemical fertilized soils and the pesticides, herbicides, fungicides. Exactly. They're part of that food. It's not just even the if spray. you're gonna peel it. Yep. It's in it's part of it. Right. It's, in it's it. not just the spray that's on top. Yeah, it's the uh, other the soil and like right. you it's said. in the cells 
of this this food yeah. item. And it's harmful. It truly right. is. The more research you look on here, it'll blow your mind. And sometimes people don't want to know. But, you know, if you want to live a long, healthy life, you, you yeah. know, that's part of it. You have to it. face the truth. And the cool thing is, like even Walmart sells a bunch of organics, mm -hmm. super mm -hmm. affordable. Mm -hmm. like, yeah, so that excuse is starting to disappear, too. You're absolutely right. It's coming. You know, in, in my actual vision about 25 years ago, when we decided to open that gym, uh, was to put a, a whole food uh, organic uh, kind of market in that same shopping mm. center. You know, but I didn't... I it's a different have, business. Yeah, it's a whole another beast. You know, I <laughs> yeah. like the idea and all. And honestly, at that time, I don't think it would have been accepted as more as much as it does right. now. Right. You know the, I mean? the, the Twenty-five demand, years the demand ago, for it. Yeah, you know, it was just coming up. Right. But now it's more and more people. There's a bigger demand. So yeah. Back are, then it was more health nuts. Yes. Now the mainstream is getting educated, and they're starting to be more yep. discerning about the food choices they make for them and their families. And, you know, the more we can educate, the more producers that will produce it to supply and demand. Right. You know, if there's more of a demand, the more there's going to be a supply, which will lower the price too, which right. will be very helpful for oh, a lot yeah. of people. Because it does get kind of pricey, you know. And, Agreed. You know, for middle income to lower income families, it's hard. You know, it's when they can go get a full meal at KFC, you know, for $14 for a family of five, yeah. you know, it's tough. So, But it's a slow death. We know that. Yeah, exactly. And it's sad. Yeah. How about Costco? Are you guys into Costco? No, you know, it, we get overwhelmed there and it's just, we're, <laughs> you know, we'd rather go more frequently okay, and get yeah. fresh rather than buy big, huge right. bulks, you know, and mm -hmm. uh, it's just overwhelming there. You know, a lot of, uh, it can be, yeah, mm -hmm. I, I get it. Um, I go in and I go out. If I go there, I use Costco.com oh, lately and I'm like, Ooh, this is really good because mm -hmm. everything I basically get from there, mm -hmm. uh, it could be shipped and I don't have to go yeah. drive over there, deal with the crowds and deal yeah. with all the, other stuff I'm surrounded by that. I, yeah, you go there on the weekend. It's tough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank goodness for Costco.com. Yeah. Um, what about um, online? Any online shopping? Do you use any websites for buying certain things, staples? No, my I have you know because I own gyms. I have wholesale for my supplements okay. and also and and so that's about it on online. You know, our protein powders and you know, our, our, our vitamins and, and minerals and things. Like that. I use Thorn products, okay. which is uh, only sells to doctors and it's high quality stuff. Right. So, you know, it's uh, nice. Okay. Um, did you, in the course of your life, besides the, the, the incident you had when you were 15 that introduced you to chiropractic, did you ever have another major setback, um, episode in your life where you kind of got off track felt what it was like to be off track hmm. and then found your way back and is it one you'd like to share sure yeah no i it could uh, be anything it's simple. i've had my own a yeah. bunch it's simple you know i've been consistent throughout very consistent the the worst shape i got into was when i had my first child and pretty much i had a choice whether to go to the gym or to come home to see my child mm -hmm. so it was you know, a few months there initially yeah. of uh, letting myself go. And that's right. probably it, uh, you know, for the last, I hate to say it, 35 years, right. pretty monotonous. But, you know, it's it, it was a time where like, hey, I got out of the routine and got out of everything. I was like, wow. And I, after a while, I was like, this, I don't like the way I feel. Right. You know, and, and then my health started getting worse and then I couldn't be there, you know, and full vitality right, for my family. Right. So I was like, okay, back on the track. The real you yeah. wasn't wasn't there. Exactly. So how did you how did you manage getting back on track? Like what was what what did you have to do to make that happen? Well, you know, I started seeing my energy levels drop and just 
I don't know if it's the Catholic in me, the guilt of not <laughs> exercising, you know, working out. And, and, and it, you know, exercise is euphoric for me. We work out in the morning, we come back in our cardio and I just feel vitalized. Right. You know, after my workouts at lunch, I come back to work and I'm just like, you know, everybody else gives you life drinking, drinking their coffee, right. about ready to fall asleep <laughs> and I'm ready to go, yeah. you know? So it, it, it's just that feeling of constant energy, yeah. you know, it's truly living, it's vitality, oh, yeah. you know, and living life at a hundred percent. Whereas, you know, a lot of people, you know, they don't do that. I right. mean, that's probably the majority. It's sad, you know, but yeah. once you experience that and you know what it's like to feel good and then you drift away from it, it's like, wait a minute, you know, right. you, you remember what it's like. So you right. want to go back to that. Oh, so. yeah. How, how did you, what changes did you make in your routine after the several months of your first child? Like, what did, what did you do to get back on track? What, were the log, what did the logistics look like? So I did, you know, obviously it was frustrating because I had worked all this time to get a certain level. So I basically lowered my weights and increased the repetitions and shortened the workouts. We mm -hmm. get in and get out. I okay. tell people, you so know, you made the time more reasonable. Yeah. You know, people, they feel like they got to spend two, three hours in a gym. You're going to do that, but you're only going to do it for a month and then you're going to get fed up with it. You, right. you got to get in and get out, you yeah. know, do your thing. Don't waste time and get out of there because you right. you're going to do it the next day and right. the next day and then for years to come. Right. So, and that's what I try to express to a lot of my patients is, you know, don't expect right away. You know, the people have such expectations that when they first start working out, they want to lose 20 pounds in three weeks. It's not going to happen. You got to have long-term goals and see, Hey, I'm, this is a three, four month long process. And right. then once they start to realize how long it takes and, and then keeping it, maintaining right. it, you know, consistency. Yeah. So. The time's going to go by anyway. Might as well make it turn out good. Exactly. It's like brushing <laughs> your teeth. You know, I feel with exercise and nutrition, it's part of life. And right. if you want to live that, you know, and, yeah. and, you know, I, once I start, you know, when I I'll teach a lot of patients nutrition and everything, and once they start making that change, and then you can see a month or two later, their their whole face changes. They're happy. They're right. more energetic and everything too, and they're living life. Right, right. They're regaining that life. Mm -hmm. Love it. So, this is a two part question. This next one: What are the what are the main, or the main, if not several? What's the main, let's say, gym injury or gym problem hmm. you see that you have patients coming to you for help. Real specific, like you're talking about? Yeah. yeah. So, you know, obviously lower back is is probably number one. And believe it or not, it's the leg press that I see is probably the number one injuries I see. People think that the leg press is better for their lower back, but in reality it's not. Right. The reason being is Agreed. your lower back is supposed to have an arch into it, right? Mm -hmm. And when you do a squat properly, you know, you maintain that arch. When you lose that arch in your back, that's where you're going to hurt your back with the discs and, you know, strain the muscles, you know, provided mm -hmm. you're not just putting on too much weight. Right. You know, and so people will gravitate. Well, I'm going to save my back and do the leg press. And if you dissect the movement of a leg press, when you come down with the weight, your back flattens out. Yeah. So now yeah. when you first press your, those lower lumbar discs are very susceptible. Mm -hmm. You know, that's where you're going to see those disc injuries, right? That first press so that high weight on leg press because their backs flatten out. And so even, you know, I, I've, um, I've, you know, consulted and, and, and adjusted and worked with uh, pro bodybuilders that mm -hmm. we had them get off the of leg press and right. their back problems disappeared. Right. So leg press is the big one. And, you know, it's, 
it, it, and also the Smith machine, believe it or not, because the Smith machine, you're on one straight track. You know, when you do a squat, your body has a natural glide forward and back and it's a natural motion. When right. you're restricted to that Smith machine, Agreed. then you're more susceptible yeah, to have a Yeah, because the Smith back. machine is going to stay on its track. Your body then has to be the thing that moves exactly. and adjusts. Sometimes it's not very natural. Exactly. So, you know, honestly, and patients come to me all the time from, I mean, I could probably treat them in two or three visits, but I'll tell them, stay away from this, this, mm -hmm. this, and this. And their problems go away. It really does. Right. Upright rows is another one oh, of yeah. the cervical spine that is just horrible. <laughs> you know, patients will tell me, I got this sharp pain here. After and I'm like, don't say anything. You were doing upright rows. How right. do you know? You know, it's, yeah. it's amazing. So, and then obviously um, shoulder injuries, but that's most likely from straight bar bench press. Right. <laughs> you know, when I built the gym initially, I wasn't even going to put benches mm -hmm. in a straight bar because right. I know how torturous it is to the shoulder. You know, your body has a natural, when you right. do a chest press to Dumbbells come in tight. Dumbbells are so much better. Right, and you have that natural motion here. A, a straight bar, you're just in this right. position. There's no freedom of movement. No. Nope. The joint takes the brunt. And the little rotator cuff muscles have to take up all that right. weight. Your chest can handle the weight, but those rotator right. cuff muscles don't. So there's very high susceptibility to injury. Some of the best bodybuilders in the world don't do flat bar, right. I mean, straight bar for years. Mm -hmm. you know I mean, and you can't even build your chest as well. You'll build your chest better with hammer strength machines that kind of have an angle like this right. or dumbbells with a natural mm -hmm. motion. Stay away from the straight bar. Right. You know what I mean? Agreed. And upright rows. Yeah. Agreed. You know, if I tell too many people that I'll probably be less busy in my office. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. Oh, mm -hmm. I've seen all this stuff. Um, yeah. You know, I 35 years of uh, working out weights between that, you know, the, the injuries that I've sustained, the mistakes I've made, my education with, you know, the kinesiology and physiology and chiropractic. I mean, I can really help people in the gym and say, stay away from this, do this. There's so many mistakes and I see it all the time in the gym and I cringe. Yeah. I used to go up to people, but I stopped doing that now. Yeah, so. I, I get it totally. Like, I'll look around, I'll be like, ah, I, I want to walk over to that yeah. person and just say, let me help you change that a bit. Yeah, and they'll tell yeah. you, well, I've been doing this for 20 years, right. you know, and their arms like this. Right, <laughs> right. Some people are open to some yeah. friendly help, and some people are just, you're just mm -hmm. not sure. So it's like, I'll play it safe. Yeah, better to just, play safe. Exactly. Yeah. Here's my card. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, good stuff. All right. So, how about non gym? injuries that people might come to you for is there something that's prevalent or totally yeah you know um lifestyles where you know most jobs now are sitting at a computer eight ten twelve hours a day and if you look at the ergonomics of a, a you know seated workstation it's the worst most people you know so right. um i tell people all the time i treat construction workers pro bodybuilders professional athletes and people that sit at the desk all day mm -hmm. the worst backs and necks they right. see are the people that sit at the desk all day yeah. for years after years oh, after yeah. years so I do a lot of, and that's a big reason why I have a success in my office of getting people better, getting people better long term, mm. is I'll go through their whole seated posture. I mean, I spend sometimes 20 minutes just top to bottom from the feet to the right. head where they have to be positioned when they're sitting at the computer, setting up their workstation. Mm -hmm. And it, it, when I'm done with it, it makes so much sense. And then they do it. And I tell them like, listen, you're going to make me look like a miracle doctor because you're going to get better after sitting right. like this. And they're like, you know, which is good. So, and uh, it, it really is, that's probably the number one, you know, and obviously there's sedentary know, desk lifestyle. It's unbelievable. You know, most 
jobs are like that right. now. And, you know, a lot of companies try to, you know, do ergonomics. They'll have people in there that are, but they don't really have the knowledge, you know, right. understanding of the physiology of the spine and how you're supposed to sit, you know, having a lumbar support, you right. know, not reaching for your keys, having a pull-out tray for your keypad right. and, and your, your mouse, you know, keeping that chin elevated, not looking down. That's why laptops right. are horrible. Keys connected to the, you know, screen. So you're like this, right. like a crab. You get up, you wonder Always why. Always hunched after. over. Yeah, exactly. Day after day, month after oh, month. Oh, yeah. So we'll go through that. And I'll tell patients, like listen i can make you feel good you're gonna walk out of here but it's gonna come back if you go back to that job i mean you're gonna make me look like a terrible doctor right so you this is what you got to do you know it's not just getting adjustments you know right. I mean, you've got to know what you do when you leave the office so right just, so is there any like push to get them to do any kind of stretches oh any? completely so you know after years of sitting at a computer improperly they have certain muscles that are tighter mm. you know and then so what i do is i evaluate which muscles are and nine times out of ten you know somebody that's seated posture they've got the anterior delt you know that are really tight their pecs are terribly tight right you know so i'll give them stretches that'll help lengthen those muscles to increase to help with the posture so right. that basically you know they're not forced that way due to shortened muscles and all right. and people say well i've always been that way you can change your posture mm. you know through stretching through you know oh yeah you know you, those things can change right you know, they're like oh that's the way i've always been I'm like no no you no. can change stretch and strengthen exactly They've and then just you strengthen been, the right. weak muscles the posterior muscles right. to help bring the shoulders back those kind of things and that's really what you know with good chiro and that's the problem with chiropractic is you know a lot of doctors won't do that they're just burning and mm -hmm, turning and they're mm -hmm. not explaining hey what am you doing outside of here so then my practice that's what i try to do my, like i said my job is to get people the least amount of business quickest amount of time better right. and you know part of that is rechanging their structure and yeah. that can be changed you know just like bodybuilding you can change your frame you know right. you know through you know the way you Proper stretch training way, yeah exactly right. so and of course you know in the gym there's always the you know people that to train it properly and that's the easy one for me because mm. I could say, okay, this is what we yeah. do, you know, which yeah. is my experience. So yeah, it's great to see so many people going after it and doing it, but also at the same time, you still realize, man, there's so much gray area still where people are doing things they just like well, not even should be doing. They don't have to do it. There's so many better alternatives yeah. in a specific program. And a lot of now, even like my son and and, and you know kids in their twenties, they're watching these YouTube channels and these yes. you know guys that are just showing them stuff. And I and I've watched it with my son, and I'm like no that is completely wrong do not do that you know right. so and and it's like that's their mentor or whatever they're looking at them so they're going to do those things in a gym and it's not the proper knowledge you know they're right. just you're you're talking about some of them are 20 years old kids that are themselves that have just been working out two or three years right you know? male and female yeah it's yeah it's it's, it's scary it's and they bad. don't have the training so i mean influencers take, they call them I right. Guess, right i mean you take a female in a mid-20s great body all right i'm gonna put on the spandex i'm gonna do a fitness i'll be a fitness influencer Exactly. And the stuff I see is just yeah. like, ah, this is not good. You're right. And this then, is know, really bad. You need to take the advice that's somebody that's been doing it 20, 30 years, you know, and still is healthy themselves. And, and then that's the people you should listen to. You know, right. we should be the influencers. Problem is, I don't know how to do all that. Tech We're stuff. doing it right now. <laughs> yeah, this exactly. is my version of creating the platform to influence <laughs> people properly. Yeah, that's right? exactly right. It needs it. There's a big need for it. Exactly. You know, because people obviously want to have that. Uh, look you know but these people have that look because they're in their 20s and but i get like i told my son when he's looking at this one particular guy which i won't mention 
I'm like, you talk to him in 10 years from now and he's not going to have shoulders that are good. He's right. going to have issues. You know, right. he's eating cocoa puffs for breakfast. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, it's not going to last long. No. So no, they're and just doing what gets eyeballs and right. Uh, it's what TikTok and right. all these social medias, you know, that's, it's kind of driven by the younger generation, right. but you're getting bad information. <laughs> right. And they you get know? enough interaction in their comment section, algorithm pushes them up. And unfortunately it's, it's a more, higher distribution of bad information. Mm -hmm. That's all it is. Absolutely right. All right, so that's why we're doing this. Some wisdom from some some quote unquote old guys that's right. who are still staying young. And we gotta work harder to get our results than exactly. those young guys do. Right, we get smarter, we gotta work smarter. Yeah, exactly, right? smarter because we can't be eating Cocoa Puffs for that's breakfast. That's right, so. no, I quit those a long time ago. <laughs> Great stuff, all right, so I think I think we're good with all the great material. Are you ready to Absolutely. nominate question for me and then social pages and website? Yeah, my social pages, I'm not much into it. I, I do have uh, a Facebook under Intracoastal Chiropractic. Um, the website is drdjax.com. So um, DRD for Dr. D, J-A-X for Jacksonville, J-A-X, drdjax.com. That's it. Pretty simple. And on that website, you can email me questions and all, and I love answering them. I, I get them all the time. And, you know, I'm going to shoot straight forward. I treat every patient like their family. You know right. what I mean? I really do. And, and I love what I do. Yeah, I, I can love see giving that. people information. I love helping, you know, and, and they're going to get the right information right. too, which is good. Awesome. So if you're local, if you are in Jack's, at least go bookmark Dr. D's website for, for, the, for the clinic, drdjax.com. Um, on your Instagram, do you share any no, training I, photos? No, I don't really get into Instagram. I never have. I, I kind of missed that kind of boat there. Right, so okay. I was, my wife tried to get me involved <laughs> in that. And uh, what did they say? How many followers you have? I think I got five. So <laughs> it didn't work out All right, too well. Understood. So the Facebook page for the practice is, is Intracoastal Chiropractic. Intracoastal Chiropractic. I N T R A C O A S T A L. Intracoastal Chiropractic. You'll know you're at the right one when you see the one on. It's Jack's. Uh, it's Beach Boulevard. Yeah, Beach Jackson. in San Pablo on Jacksonville. Yep, Jacksonville. Right. Mm -hmm. All right. Awesome. Um, all right, let's let's go with who you want to nominate for one of the future episodes. So yeah, Catherine, I think has got a great story to tell. Yeah. She's uh, my wife, and uh, she's a nurse. And you know, when we met. Uh, oh wait, wait, so hold on. Where did you, how and when did you guys meet? Let's go. So we were uh, friends of a doctor that knew each other, and and pretty much said here in Jacks. Yes, and well, St. Augustine, she was from so and said, hey, you, you know, she was single, I was single. I was like, I think, uh, you know. First marriage? Uh, no, we're both second marriages, yeah. All right. Absolutely. And then, um, uh, so she's been a nurse and, you know, she dabbled in, in, in health and, 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 and sh you know, really trying to be in shape and all. But I think when we met, it took it to a whole new level mm. for her. And I think it changed her life, you know, as a, a, a really, you know, when we met, uh, how old were you when we first met? 32. Yeah, so it's nice. really changed her uh, life, you know. Awesome. Mm -hmm. All right, so that's going to be a great interview. Are you up for it, Catherine? Nice. Mm -hmm. And she taught me a lot too, of course. So. Of course. <laughs> Come on now. I mean, we, are, we already know that. <laughs> Love it. All right, and what's your big question for me? So everybody has a life-changing event, I, I say. So there, what have you, did you ever have a life-changing event that led you to fitness or health and wellness? So the... 
I wouldn't say as a life changing event. It mm -hmm. was like a life forming uh, situation, mm -hmm. right? So my dad was doing this since he was a teenager, right? From Palermo, Sicily. Wonderful. He came on the boat with my grandparents and his siblings into Brooklyn, New York. Mm -hmm. He started training when he was maybe 14, 15, basically cinder blocks, you know, mm -hmm. putting sand in pails, finding places to jump up on monkey bars and mm -hmm. do pull-ups and stuff. Um, and he always stuck with it. So when he went into the service, you know, of course it, it became easier to train there because it was expected of you and he was naturally doing it anyway, he connected with other guys that were training. Um, and then when I was born, which was 1970, uh, he was, you know, he was doing it as a regular part of his lifestyle. Some of it he would do at home, a lot of body weight, uh, basic weights, some straps, uh, just basic stuff. But he knew what he was doing enough to like where you could see, OK, like you could see this this guy trains. He's working out and he's he's getting results. He would go to the gym sometimes, depending on his schedule. And so I naturally saw this as this is what dads do to me. It wasn't like, Oh, other dads aren't doing this. Only he is to me. It was, this is what they're supposed to do. So, um, and I would, when he was doing stuff at the house, he would naturally like get a, like a broomstick dowel. He would put like the one and a halves mm -hmm. on there, tape them up. Old and school. I would do moves and, you know, certain lifts and, uh, he'd put me up on the monkey bar and just have me hang from the chin up bar between the doorway and just, just, hold myself there. Even if he was still had to hold me, it was like, mm -hmm. still, I wanted to do it, you know? So as I got a little older, maybe nine, 10, uh, and again, this was like 1980 ish. The gyms had loose rules, especially the smaller gyms. He would bring me on the weekend cause that was his time to hit the gym. You know, if the week was really busy, he would bring me and I would see all these other people doing it. Mm -hmm. To me, that was normal. Like right. these, all these people are normal people. Mm -hmm. This was the norm for me. This is what everybody should be doing. Mm -hmm. Right. And I loved seeing like how everybody looked. Like yeah. I loved the muscles. I loved like the strength. Um, but deeper than that, I saw these people were generally happy and energetic and like capable. Mm -hmm. Right. And I wanted to be like that. Mm -hmm. So since childhood, it was just something I always wanted to do. I think I started actually training when I was maybe 14-ish, mm -hmm. give or take. Um, and it was very natural to me. Like going into the gym was like, well, I already been coming to the gym just like to kind of watch and do a couple of little sets when I was younger. So to me, it was like a natural place mm -hmm. to be, right? Now I say this because how many kids, especially back in the 70s, were born into a situation like that where fitness training was normal mm -hmm. and at least one of your parents was doing it as a lifestyle mm -hmm. right to me that was a huge blessing right. and if, if i didn't have that i don't know when i would have started Absolutely. like i want to think i would have eventually i don't but i don't know if it would have been when i was in my 20s mm -hmm. 30s 40s mm -hmm. i don't know but fortunately god blessed me with like putting me in 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 that close proximity to a person, my father, mm -hmm. who was just doing it already when mm -hmm. like 99% of the population was Wasn't. not doing mm -hmm. any of it. Mm -hmm. Right. And that was, that was the biggest influence on me uh, from really early on. That's, you're, that's wonderful. You're lucky. Very, very fortunate, <laughs> very blessed. Great question, by the way. No, that's great. Thank you. Mm -hmm.
So that's it. Is there anything else you want to add, uh, wrap up no, with? No, wonderful talk. I hope uh, the you know, viewers get a lot of benefit. Appreciate it. Thank you, you bet, so much, man. Dr. Absolutely. D. Mm -hmm. All right, so that's it. Midlife Muscle Podcast, that's Dr. D. Future guest is Catherine, his other half. We'll see you next time. Peace. Much love to you.